0: Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to our show that's for you and about you. Those of you that work so hard for your money and you want your money to start working harder for you right now. You want that freedom, that cash flow prosperity today, not 30 or 40 years from now, but right now to live that life that you love, doing what you love with those that you love. But most importantly, guys, about living a life of meaning, impact and purpose that as you become blessed financially, you can bless more lives too. And so guys, I appreciate you joining in and tuning in and binging and doing all that you've done here today. Like I really appreciate creating that ripple effect through you guys, because you guys really are, seriously the best audience I could have. Hey, as a quick reminder. You can go to our website, moneyripples.com. You know, if you find yourself in a place, you say, hey, listen, I've got, you know, at least a dollars $100, $150,000 of cash that's sitting around doing nothing, or I've got at least $200,000 of equity in my home, or both, you know, guys you should definitely go to the contact us page reach out and see what you can do today to create more passive income right now so make sure you go to that contact us page hey how would you love to earn up to 10 percent on your money every year while also helping people stay in their homes guys that's exactly what the fund with american homeowner preservation allows you to do you can invest with as little as a hundred dollars and be able to use that money to help people stay in their homes by being able to refinance so they can stay in the homes with the families that they love and guys this is only open now until November 5th, until it's closed for the rest of the year. So if you want to learn more information about this, go check out their website, www.fundingahp.com. That's F-U-N-D-I-N-G-A-H-P, as in American Homeowner Preservation.com. Check it out. All right, guys. So I want to bring on a special guest here, uh, someone that I've only recently been able to get to know, and, and such a pleasure, a man I respect so much. Uh, this is a guy by the name of Dan Markert. And I'll tell you, uh, just barely retired. He was a a retired army infantry colonel. He also did two tours in Afghanistan. Uh, this is out in California. He's, he's been in lately, uh, with the California national guard. He's been program director for competitive shooting and biathlon programs and human performance research analyst and tactical fitness coach. So he's been in the fitness game. He's been obviously even the, you know, some of the responders. I mean, he's the guy that gets the call in the middle of the night, you know, when there's an emergency in California, he's, He's dead and all, and over this 34-year career, he's now just retired and moving into this next phase, and uh, and he's actually moving into this place of doing investments and doing those things that many of you guys are either doing yourselves or looking to do. Uh, he is right in the middle of that journey, and so I want to interview him about that and and just get his story. So, Dan, welcome to our show. Hey, Chris. Really appreciate it. I uh, really enjoy your podcast,
1: and, uh, and I think you're doing a great service for uh, people out there.
0: Yeah. really appreciate it, man. So give us a little bit more background on you. I mean, I I failed to mention you're married and you have got kids and everything too, but tell us a little bit more about you.
1: Yeah. So, um, I mean, I think as far as your audience is really concerned, um, you know, probably the most kind of pertinent aspects are totally traditional, you know, kind of investor, go to college, get a good job. Well, in my case, I, I don't know if it was a good job, but like, I wanted to have adventures in the army yeah. Um, as an officer. But, you know, in America's Army, it's a, you know, it's a respectable career and you can, you know, earn a good middle-class income uh, rising up the ranks in, in, in the Army. I didn't really do it full-time until the last couple of years. Mm. last four years, I spent a lot of, a lot of it on full-time. Uh, I was just a traditional National Guardsman, I had a background in project management and construction demolition and environmental cleanup. Um, and then I spent a number of years as the at-home parent working just part-time in the National Guard. Um, yeah. And we were savers, and then uh, I got turned on to you through uh, Land Calco's podcast. You did a thing on uh, whole life policy, oh, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like, "Holy crap, man! I, I wish the guy who talked to me about that when I was 24 did a better job because that would have been a good thing." But I fell into the tra- trap of mutual funds, you know, in the in the late '80s, early '90s. You know, mutual funds were all the rage. Like, yeah. oh, we're be- you know, beating market returns. Yeah, okay, you know. <laughs> all the good yeah, stuff you've, you've covered right. that in in depth on you know kind of the lies they tell and like hey dude, who took my money who moved my cheese <laughs> um so I, I i figured that out and started moving out of kind of your kind of high cost went into index funds and and, and exchange traded funds and, and yeah. kind yeah. of followed the john bogle method of like hey don't waste your money trying to beat the market just be the market mm-hmm. um, yeah but then I heard your uh, talk and I had a, a buddy, another army buddy of mine. He, uh, he did not put a lot of savings into the stock market and he had a bit of a panic attack talking to some other uh, military guys of our peers. Who, one who was a police officer um, and then part-time national guard guy. The other guy was a full-time guard guy. And these guys had pensions. Yeah, And he's like, I don't have a pension. Wait. And I don't have like my mm-hmm. IRA is like really small. Like, his money was in real estate yay mm-hmm. except he had a lot of lazy equity um and so yeah, he yeah. suddenly realized he needed to do something quick mm-hmm. to like have like a retirement yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and since i was staying at his house while i was working in sacramento our state headquarters i listened i was over he's like hey you gotta listen to this podcast check this out and so that one thing led to another and then here i am like with you and i'm like oh man i gotta get i gotta I got to shift. I got to shift resources. I had all this horribly lazy equity in this very overpriced Silicon Valley house, mm-hmm. um, and I uh, started working with Craig and started going down the road of redeploying capital into like cash-flowing investments.
0: Now, that's really, really interesting for sure. Because I mean, I-, I see a lot of people, especially the Millennial generation, right? They've only seen up markets, you know, and and they believe that, hey, you know what? If I just keep plugging away, I'm going to get there. You know, it's kind of like what you experienced with the '80s and '90s, right? It was like the market was really moving, especially after the the first dip in the '80s, and then started taking off. You were kind of yeah. seeing a similar pattern too, weren't you?
1: Yeah, we, you know, we 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 moved here to Silicon Valley. My wife graduated from business school at Carnegie Mellon in 1997. Mm-hmm. But if we had graduated, if she had graduated in 1996, we, the, we would be having a different conversation.
0: Uh-huh. Um,
1: but we were, you know, basically, really, we were 12 months too late to really cash in on that initial kind of internet boom and, and but we participated in that crash and you know I watched mm. watch how much was that we had there was a stock split or a stock spinoff of the company she was working for and all of a sudden had an extra almost $30,000 and then I watched it just vaporize into nothing <laughs> um, but we were we were very fortunate you know we do we had managed to not be over committed into yeah. any one area. And we were, I, you know, nothing smart, just luck that we were trying to buy a house. So we had moved a lot of stuff in a cash right before that. com implosion in 2000. Um, so yeah. What people who've only experienced this bull market, mm-hmm. um, didn't, they don't really understand is like how quickly and rapidly you can all of a sudden have, you know, a 50% drop in your, in your values of your publicly traded securities, which, you know, depending on how old you are, where you are, I mean, may not be a bad thing as long as you don't sell it, Um, you know, for us from at the time, and if we ended up doing a lot of strategic buys, Mm -hmm. you know, and then especially in 2008, when the 2008 implosion happened, we were fortunate. We're in Silicon Valley. Like our, our housing prices didn't drop in value. The only thing yeah. that dropped was the rate of increase. So, All right. um, and, you know, my wife was working at a startup technology company. So I mean, there was no, you know, employment problems. So for us, that was a time to buy. I went heavy mm-hmm. into, you know, buying depressed um really index funds is what it was yeah. the s p 500 index fund was like pouring money in there and then the uh, same thing when i deployed to afghanistan the first time you know our household income went up and because now i got my de- tax-free combat deployment and mm-hmm. um, so anyways that yeah you if you haven't lived through it and if you've just especially if especially at a disadvantage if you've put the bulk of your money in t- towards that peak. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden now it's going to take a long time to recover. So uh, that's a good, it's a good lesson to be diversified. And I, what you preach, which is like, Hey man, have cash flowing assets that are, that, are, that are the money's working for you. You're not working for the money.
0: Yeah. So well, how has your pers- perspective shifted? You know, even, even recently as you started to, whether you're listening to this show or even as you're starting to learn strategies now, you know, what's shifted in your perspective?
1: So some real eye openers were, um, you know, bonus depreciation, forced Mm. depreciation, these terms in the real (laughs) estate market, Um, sorry, my dog's (laughs) yapping at my son, the, uh, um, cost segregation studies, um, And then uh, real estate syndications, I don't even really understand what real estate syndications were. Um, So, you know, to see that difference of like, oh, it's got an 8% cash on cash return. And you're thinking, well, 8% is not that great, but like, oh, no wait. But then there's the, you know, depreciation, which now means you're not paying taxes on that 8%. And And then, you know, hey, that's the pro forma. And, you know... No guarantees you know past performance no guarantee of future performance but a lot of times you know they're conservatively underwritten and that's kind of on the low end and you end up you know on the equity event on the outside and it turns out that no well now you're you know your effective internal rate of return is 15 16 18 maybe even into the 20s yeah um, and i that you start doing the math on like, well, well, what does that look like over seven mm-hmm. or eight years? And you're like, oh, that's like tripling my money in like eight years, yeah. instead of, you know, a 50% increase if the stock market continues on its path, which of course it won't. You know, it always has some type of <laughs> correction. Yeah. Um, so those things really changed, changed my perspective. Uh, the idea of smart leverage, right? Mm-hmm. Of of under we were. <laughs> You know, when I got back from Afghanistan in 2019, we refinanced into a 15-year mortgage because I'm like, we're going to pay this thing off. It's going to be great. It's not. It's not even going to cost. Rates have dropped. It won't even cost us anymore. Uh And then, like, you know, not even. I think only 10 months later, I'm listening to your, you know, land and you, and I'm like, well, that was dumb. (laughs) That was really dumb. In fact, what I should have done was done that before I went to Afghanistan, and then and all that money that I could have taken out of the house plus my combat pay as a colonel, I would've been like, I could have done, I could have been on this, I could have been on this thing sooner. Uh-huh. So don't spend too much time looking back and regretting what you may or may not have done in the past. Just take action now. Don't suffer analysis paralysis and uh, and, and and start getting things that are cash flowing now yeah. and be patient. You know, it's, uh, there's no get rich quick and, and with this type right. of stuff, um, it's a good way to get burned. That's for sure.
0: Well, and that's the thing I love is that, I mean, you're like the classic example of, of what, uh, would be the poster child for the savers, right? I mean, you did, you I saved told- your money, you packed money in the stock market, even at the lows, you even buy you even didn't even try to buy a high, you try to buy a low to sell high, right? Oh, I no. Mean, yeah. You pay, you're trying to pay off your mortgage faster. You're doing everything you're supposed to do yet you're like, wait, how can I leverage my equity better? How can I use this money to actually generate cash flow versus just doing this? And look, I can make make a better return than the market and not take as much risk too. Oh, I know. I thought I was all smart. I had, you know, in the IRAs, we got a a
1: huge fan of the Roth IRA. Everything's, you know, pay taxes now. Like my plan is to be, you know, have really high income when I retire. Like I'm not going to have low income when I retire. I'm going to be making even more money in the future. And so- you know, and I live in California, a high tax state, so mm-hmm. if I want to stay here, I'm like, I need to have a plan for that. Yeah. Um, so I thought I was all smart, like, like, okay, I got the bond fund here, and the interest mm-hmm. from the bond fund goes right into the stock fund, and so every month, I've got, like, you know, this amount of money going in. Um. Okay, great. Over the... I think it's over the, if I remember correctly, over the lifetime of it's, it's, we're 10.1% annual compounding. Well, that's great.
0: That's really good. I mean,
1: that's nothing to, you know, sneeze at, but, but okay. So 10.1% over, you know, maybe almost 30 years, but the bulk of all that money went in in the last 10, right? Right. So, and even really, probably, yeah, probably 80% of it went in the last 10. Mm-hmm. And then in the last 10, probably 80% of that went in in the last five. Mm-hmm. So, and then we've had this 10 year bull market. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's really not going to get any better than that. Yeah. And there's a really good chance that there'll be like extended period of, you know, you could, maybe a two year bear market. Um, yeah. And as you, you know, as you're approaching sixty, you know, you're like thinking, "Hey, that would have been great twenty years ago." As I'm mm-hmm. buying, you know, but like I'm looking for, you know, cash flow now, right? Hey, I'm, I'm not want yeah. to retire. Like, I'm not gonna have an income. This needs to be my income, and like that's that's really that's not enough, man. All these like I just read like some article from you know brokerage company yesterday about like, hey, planning for retirement. Here's the model: million dollars, do this, and mm-hmm. they have got this much Social Security, and like they. And I'm like thinking, well, that's a really crappy return. Like you're thinking that's all you're going to make off a million dollars. I'm like, that, that's retarded. Like, <laughs> like, why would you settle for three and a half percent? Not
0: even keeping up with inflation this year. No, definitely not. Well, and I even, I even heard somebody recently who said they expect, I think it was uh, Chase, JP Morgan Chase. You know, they, they said that they were only expecting like about a 5.4% return over the next 10 years in the market, right? So, and that's if you're in the market. That doesn't include a lot of times people move more into bonds, especially when you move into retirement, you know, and that kind of thing. Yeah, and I don't
1: like that I'm like thinking, dude, that's not a good idea either, man. You should like, <laughs> if you were if if you were going to stay in the market, it'd be like, well, you should have been buying like individual dividend paying stocks and, and just live off the dividends. Don't mm-hmm. don't even talk about selling anything, and then bonds are like. Bonds are not really a good idea. I mean, there's like yeah. maybe a little bit, but the typical thing of like, oh, hey, as you get into retirement, you're gonna switch into sixty percent bonds, forty percent stocks. And I'm like, that sounds like a horrible idea.
0: Yeah. So what do you what do you see you're not yourself? Keep doing? Up with
1: inflation. Yeah.
0: So what do you see yourself doing to try to protect your money now? I mean, because obviously the market, you know, there's not a lot of guarantees there, you know, and trying to diversify in that could still mean you lose money. So what are you looking to do with your so money now to so I,
1: I, we're, we're shifting heavily into just private equity, right? I mean,
0: mm-hmm.
1: fortunate that, you know, at, at this stage of our lives, like, you know, we qualify as accredited investors based up on all our savings, right? So yeah. that, that kind of helps um, accelerate that process. Although I really appreciate what's happened in the last just couple of years with the ability of uh, um, private equity partners to be able to take on small numbers of non-accredited investors. I think mm-hmm. that's really good opportunity for people especially those guys who offering you know 50 sixty thousand dollar minimum investments yeah uh, that that kind of opens the aperture for people who aren't quite there yet you know you might have a net worth of only you know 250 two hundred thousand dollars or something or maybe even less you know but yeah. if you've got something so for protection from kind of the neck I've gone into real estate I've could put into just in the last <clears throat> two months i'm in mean, The real estate syndications and then an ATM fund invested Mm -hmm. in ATMs. They have ATM fees. Yeah. Government issues all those social welfare benefits on debit cards. Uh So, um, you know, there's going in for some recession kind of proof investments that'll cash flow. Um, And then, so, uh, yeah, really, that's what I've, we've been doing. So probably moved um, maybe not quite 50%. Maybe it's like about 40% mm-hmm. of our total kind of network out of uh, publicly traded securities
0: mm-hmm.
1: into into
0: real estate or real estate-like things. Like syndications, especially tax-advantaged yeah. ones, right, tax- as you mentioned before. Yeah, yeah, did the whole life policy, definitely, like,
1: Got, that's a good strategy right there, um, as a way to um, have a very conservative, uh, protected, uh, you know, moderate, you know, right, probably right at inflation-adjusted rate of return, but let's right. you double dip. Yeah. Um, did went with uh, secured investment corp, one of your sponsors, oh, uh, awesome. American Home Preservation.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Great.
1: Got a small amount of
0: crypto. <laughs> you got to have a little bit to play with, right? Well, you know, maybe like
1: I don't know, I don't even know if it's one percent, it's less than one percent or network, but mm-hmm. just to understand it, yeah. and uh yeah, I would it's not for the faint of heart and uh but it was uh there's some interesting things there, yeah
0: well, now I, I know we're kind of wrapping up the show here, but uh you know, what do you see yourself be in the future like what's your vision of what you want your life to be?
1: Um yeah, that's a great question. So I, I'm a huge kind of fan of the founding fathers and kind of the whole principles of this country, kind of why yeah. I signed up to protect it. So um those guys were entrepreneurs, those guys were um capitalists. I mean, they mm-hmm. were um but they were also very focused on the community. Um you yeah. know, they were, you know, creating that ripple effect, right? You know, how can I, you know, impact the lives of those around us and, and make things better? So you know, from a vision standpoint, I do need to find something to do with my time. Uh, Now that I've, you know, retired out of the military, I'm looking at um, perhaps doing some leadership coaching, um, Mm -hmm. maybe doing something in uh, technology or pharmaceutical sales, or um, there is a defense technology element here in Silicon Valley. I mean, I'm -hmm. looking at that too. So, but, so looking to continue to um, contribute somehow to, the community around me. But all the while, you know, teaching my kids and providing for my family, that kind of self reliance of, hey, use the, the this country was founded on, on, you know, liberty, freedom, property rights, um, yeah. innovation, and, and, and let's let's support that don't miss out on on participating and, and strengthening that part of, of our national identity and our community.
0: Absolutely. I love it. That's a great, I I love that goal. Uh, Again, I'm a founding father's nerd too. So I'm a huge fan of that, but, uh, Dan, Dan, I just gotta tell you, I really appreciate your service, the ripple effect you've already created throughout your career. and, And even afterwards, you know, and the ripple effect you continue to create. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, we're, I know just me being in this country, I know we're indebted to a lot of the work that you've done personally, you know, and as well as many others.
1: Thanks. Appreciate that. Did my best.
0: Yeah. Well, appreciate you having our show today. It's a really, really enlightening to kind of see your perspective and see what you're up to and what you're doing, and and uh, and just that hope, you know, that progress that you have and, and what you're creating. It's really been awesome to see. So
1: I appreciate that, Chris. Really appreciate what you're doing for uh, for your audience out there. And you know, my advice to them would be, you know, get get connected. That that's probably the the thing that's the hardest. Is like you really need to have a community that you trust and yeah. people that you trust and and they can help steer you in the right direction so that you, you know you're not you don't want to be shooting blind in this kind of stuff when you're dealing with your you know five figures of your future you know uh, financial well-being um but yeah you, at the same time you don't want to don't don't let that scarcity mindset or fear kind of hold you back you know don't don't spend too much time analyzing and agonizing over like just trust somebody, find somebody you trust, and then like execute, take action and commit.
0: That's right. I appreciate that, Dan. Well said. So, well, everybody, you know, you heard them like uh, just know that everything always requires action, right? It's taking the right action. It's not just taking any action. It's taking the right action to get the right results. And so everybody, we challenge you all to definitely go out there, create that ripple effect do something that will make your life better today, especially something that can actually improve your life and, hey, even your financial life too. But again, we want that to be in all aspects of your life. So, everybody, make it a wonderful and prosperous week, and we'll see you later. Hey! Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now.